Jamie Nigel Romenda with you here in the Green Zone on this Thursday afternoon. Drew joining us from Montreal, where the uh, Sharks take on the Montreal Canadiens tonight. All seven Canadian teams on the ice tonight in a 13-game schedule in the National Hockey League. How's the weather in Montreal today, Mr. Romenda? Uh, a little cooler than it was yesterday, but uh, not bad. It's certainly not the temperatures that Andrew was just talking about. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, was a, a chilly walk. Chilly walk. Yep. yep. Ancestors were lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Go west. Why'd you why'd you stop in the middle? Why'd you stop I said, here? Go west. Oh, you should see it in the summer. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> lazy, lazy people. Go west and go south. That's what you should have done. But no, no. You guys you picked a good spot. So Find today the world, Jamie. Today was the day. Yeah. Where the end of an era in New England. Robert and I, after a you know series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. That was it from Bill was... Belichick today at a news conference in Foxborough. So emotional that press conference. It was. <laughs> I, I was glued, glued, watching Bill Belichick. Yeah, I even thanked the media. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. This, there was. Of course he thanked the media. They do a darn good job covering the uh, New England Patriots over those years. I've seen geometry classes when I was in school that were more emotional than that. It was it was it was so Belichick, it was awesome. But many, 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 because it's covered down here like crazy, right? Um or down here in the States, I should say, because they get a ESPN. Um he's 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 not done. Oh no, he is Definitely not done. Um, uh, Robert Kraft uh, talked about it ongoing. He even said at the end of his uh, news conference, I wish you well, and except when you're playing against the uh, New England Patriots. And he knows Bill's not done. Commanders. Uh, the commanders are almost done. I don't know if it'll be the commanders. I got, they're going to hire a general manager. Won't Bill want that? Yes, he wants both. Yes, exactly. That's why I don't. I yeah. don't think it's gonna gonna be the commanders. Know. Yeah, but he, they might have been almost done. But then a name comes up like Bill Belichick, even though it's been uh, his last Super Bowl was twenty eighteen. It's been a while, but he's still Bill Belichick, still one of the greats of all time. So uh, Bill Belichick puts a close on his tenure in New England. There's so many fond memories and and uh, thoughts that I you know think about the Patriots and and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here, uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on, and uh, I look forward. I'm excited for the future, uh, but always very very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and you know the what Robert what you've done for me. So that was uh, Bill Belichick. Twenty four years. Twenty four years. In two thousand, and the story of Bill Belichick going to New England is one of the more fascinating coaching moves in the history of professional sports. Uh, Barry Wilner is going to join us at 235, longtime Associated Press NFL reporter based in New York, so he would have probably been around that time uh, in 2000 when he started covering the league in the 80s, so of course he was around that time. When Bill Belichick, and if you don't know the story on how his career started in New England, it started like he was an assistant uh, with the uh, Patriots, but he was with Bill Parcells with the New York Jets. The New York Jets, when Bill Parcells decided to step away, 
It was Bill's job. They had a news conference to which Bill Belichick puts on a napkin. I'm resigning as head coach of the New York Jets, gives it to the owner, and what was supposed to be an introductory news conference was actually a half-an-hour resignation news conference from Bill Belichick to which, in the background, the Patriots swooped in and got Bill Belichick via a trade. It's one of the coaching, great coaching trades of all time in the National Football League because you can trade coaches in the National Football League. John Gruden was traded from the Raiders uh, to the Buccaneers, of course, so it can happen. And, and that's how it started in 2000, replacing Pete Carroll as the head coach of the New England Patriots. And 24 years later, six Super Bowls, 17 division titles. Is, and number two all-time wins uh, behind Don Shula, 15 behind Don. So he's going to want to break that record uh, for if, Bill Belichick. If I remember correctly, what they were saying today, as a franchise, before Bill Belichick took over, they were 37 games below 500 as a franchise, the New England Patriots. And they did have a season once when they went to the to the Super Bowl. Yes, went up against Chicago, and he leaves. Two hundred sixty-two wins, one hundred and eight losses, zero ties in twenty-three seasons. That's not bad, considering those last number of years have been slow pickings. And of course, in Bill Belichick fashion, as much as he thanked the media, he did not take any questions. He and Robert. No. Uh, left, but Robert Kraft came back about an hour later to actually take questions, and you knew somebody was going to ask. Robert, uh, there's been a narrative out there for years that people say it was all Tom Brady, you know, when it comes to what happened on the field with this football team. How much, in your eyes, was it Tom Brady and Bill Belichick when it comes to everything that's been accomplished over the last 24 seasons? It's not the first time I've heard that question, <laughs> but. You know, why I love the NFL and why I think it's great for young people to play it, it's, it's a great lesson in life because I don't think there's anything else, any other sport or any other experience that's as much team-based and collective-based as football. Um, and I don't think... Either one of those two would have accomplished what they accomplished if they weren't together. So, yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B for uh, Bill and Tom in New England. Now, I've, I've been on this show. I side more with Tom than Bill, but it's, of course, they needed each other. But Tom proved he didn't need Bill. He won a Super Bowl in Tampa. Bill's never done it uh, without Tom Brady. And that's why... that. Do you think that that's going to drive Bill even further into not retiring completely, right? Isn't it? I don't know the man, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think what drives Bill is is the competition level. I think Bill wants, wants to compete. I think Bill wants to win. And I don't think any coach, well, I know for a fact, no coach wants to go out as in a losing season. Every coach, every player wants to go out on top. So, like every great fighter, I got one more left in me. Bill thinks he's got more left in him. I can't wait to see uh, where 
that ends up. Dude, you know, the rumor was another rumor was today on uh, on ESPN. If Mike McCarthy doesn't get it done this year, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. How about them boys? There's been a lot of mutual respect between Jerry well, Jones, tons, Stephen tons. Jones, and Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick in return uh, to Joan, the, uh, Jerry Jones and his son. Uh, so, could be an interesting offseason. <laughs> well, it's going to when be for sure. the Dallas Cowboys season ends, if that is indeed <laughs> the future. And of course, all eyes on New England. Who are they going to hire? The leading uh, favorite is uh, Jared Mayo. Uh, who is an assistant coach, linebackers coach in New England, longtime linebacker for the New England Patriots. Uh, he would be first dibs. Uh, pro- Might have already been promised the job, actually, uh, with the New England Patriots. And if it's not him, it'll be Mike Vrabel, you'd assume. They've certainly had conversations with Mayo to this point. Yeah. They, this this decision is not made in a vacuum, the mutual yeah. parting of ways. And Jamie and I, Drew Romendo with you here on the Green Zone. Bill Belichick's tenure is over in New England after 24 years. Is Bill the GOAT, the greatest of all time when it comes to NFL head coaches? That six Super Bowl rings would uh, tell the story. Yes. Wouldn't it? Yes. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I drew him into with the air of the green zone. We're going to be joined by Barry Wilner, uh, Hall of Fame sports writer. He's on the uh, panel for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was the senior Associated Press NFL writer for decades and, of course, uh, would have come across paths with Bill Belichick a few times in his career as Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots mutually decide to part ways. Is that ever really true, though? No, no, because the, the boss has got to come to you and say, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Not the boss all the time, but very few times it's the other guy. Like you think Bill actually went to Robert and said, no, no, I think it's time we uh, move on. They might've had some conversations about which way Robert wanted the direction of the club to go and Bill disagreed. And then there might've been the suggestion made at the table. Well, that's the way I want it. And I think that's the best way for us to move forward. If you don't agree, we have to face another issue. Well, Are you right for this club? And so, yeah, that conversation certainly has certainly happens. Some text coming in on the reaction to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. 24-year run coming to an end today. Whoever hires Belichick should not make him general manager. Uh, he's... God awful, or look how god awful his drafting record is. Well, he got one right, uh, hundred. I think it was 199th overall. Uh, well, that one worked out okay uh, for Bill Belichick. I, I always like football coaches have more say in the draft than pretty much any other coach, especially if you compare NFL to NHL. NHL coaches don't have squat to say about it. Well, in Bill's role, he had say over everything. Exactly. So I think your our texture is right there. If you let Bill just concentrate on being Coach Belichick, you're in a better situation because you're right that his record as him being in charge of everything, not so good. Uh, Cameron, uh, citing what you've said before, which is the game is passing him or passed him by. 
Uh, but Cameron believes he will be successful again. I'm not so sure about that. It depends on the situation. Like if, if it is Dallas yeah. and he lands with Dak Prescott and CD Lamb and um, a pretty young, talented defense, okay, right situation. Uh, they make Mark McCarthy look good, who has at times tried to give it away with some of his uh, coaching philosophies and clock management, et cetera, with the Dallas Cowboys and play calling. Um, but the Dallas Cowboys are the number two seed. I wouldn't say Mike McCarthy's that great, but it depends on the situation. Um, someone always about the horses. Oh, yeah. As many coaches will say. Bill said it today. Hey, I've had great players here, Hall of Fame players, and more are going into the Hall of Fame after here uh, with the uh, New England Patriots. Dion says he's a Cowboys fan, diehard Cowboys fan. I want no part of Belichick. <laughs> In Dallas. That's astounding to me, right? You go three years ago, if Bill Belichick, everybody would be yeah. clamoring to, yeah. what? Bill Belichick? Get him, get him, get him, get him. Bring get him. him in. And now it's like, nope, no thanks, pass. Nope. I don't want the greatest coach of all time coaching my team. <laughs> Tom ruined it. Tom ruined the aura. The aura. Mystique. Of Bill Belichick. Because he went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl, and since Tom left, Bill has not been able to win. And I would like it's kind of ruined the mystique of Bill yeah. Belichick as the greatest of all time. Losing will do that to you, buddy. Trust me on that one. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. As we continue here on the Green Zone, Barry Wilner, uh, part of the uh, group that decides who's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I imagine Bill will be on that list once he officially uh, steps aside from coaching. But that doesn't sound like it'll happen in twenty twenty four. Jamie Nye, Drew Romendo with you here in the Green Zone on this Thursday afternoon. In a little bit, we'll talk about uh, Cutter Goche, the young man who did not want to play for the Philadelphia Flyers, has now spoken about his departure from Philadelphia uh, to the Anaheim Ducks, and he's going to keep it private on the reason uh, he did not want to play for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. He's going to keep that private. and uh, Maybe later in life he'll disclose why he didn't want to play for the Philadelphia Flyers. And he says he's, his DMs on Instagram have uh, been pretty awful uh, from Philadelphia Flyer fans. Then get off Instagram, big boy. <laughs> yeah. Then stop going on social media. It's not hard. There's, see, when you see 20-plus notifications after this goes down, just don't look at it. Just, no, rather not. So we'll talk about Cutter Gauthier uh, as he has uh, finally spoken on that trade from Philadelphia to Anaheim. But major news early this morning we woke up to that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are parting company after 24 years, six Super Bowls, 17 division championships. And joining us to talk about the career of Bill in New England is Barry Wilner, uh, former Associated Press senior NFL writer, uh, recently retired, uh, still does some work, 33rd team. But, uh, Barry, I want to go back to the beginning because you've covered the NFL for decades. What was it like the day the Jets news conference turned into a resignation news conference rather than the hiring news conference and Bill was all of a sudden the head coach of the New England Patriots? 
that was chaos, uh, in part because the ownership was changing with the Jets, and that's the reason that Bill Parcells was leaving, or at least leaving coaching. And everyone thought that, you know, he had groomed for, um, Belichick to have the job. And, of course, uh, Belichick had flopped in, um, in uh, Cleveland. And it was a memorable day. Not as memorable as today, but uh, I'll never forget the chaos there because most of uh, us on hand were not prepared for that. Hey, were you in the room? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, <laughs> and it, was, it was not um, – remember, back then there, there was uh, no Internet – and there was uh, there weren't a lot of TV cameras there. There was some, but it wasn't like um, every outlet in America was there. And um, it became more of a story after it happened, obviously, than when it happened. As uh, the it began right there, as he goes to New England, twenty four years later, as you look back, how much of the bill we see in the we're on to Cincinnati and. You know, next question, Bill Belichick is the real Bill Belichick. But what do we need to know about Bill, maybe further behind the scenes, on what has made him six-time Super Bowl champion? Guys, there's really two Bill Belichicks. The one who is the coach is exactly what we saw in media clips, the the cold, sneering um, individual who had no... Um, uh, goodwill for the media, not much goodwill for people outside their organization. Um, and that's part of the success in that he could be uh, that uh, controlling and also that um, tunnel, have that much tunnel vision uh, for success. He's a very organized guy, never let anything slip through his fingers as far as preparation. But there's also a Bill Belichick. If you get him away from the scene, if you ask him about football history, if you ask him about military history, his father, of course, coached the Navy, and there's a strong military background in the family, he can be fascinating. Uh, but it's an entirely different guy, and he does not bring any of that to the actual job. When you look at Bill Belichick and his career with the New England Patriots, and this is, please forgive me, it's a dumb question, but I'll ask it anyway. Where do you place him as far as great coaches in the NFL? Is he the greatest? Uh, I would not say he's the greatest. I'll say he's probably the most successful. But no one, in my opinion, will ever um, replace Paul Brown as the greatest coach in football history. Paul Brown, to me, is the Scotty Bowman uh, of the NFL. Yep. Um, and the, But beyond Bowman, um, Paul Brown was such an innovator. He brought so much to the game, game plans, scouting, um, uh, the way he used different units, including special teams, and the fact that he integrated his teams when he was in the AAFC before he went to the NFL. So he won four straight championships in that league. The league folded. He goes into the NFL, wins the championship right away, and wins a few more. Um, so to me, Paul Brown's the greatest. Belichick may wind up the most winningest coach because I don't think he's done coaching, uh, but I would put him behind Paul Brown. When did you, because you sound like you've got such great insight into Bill and, and your previous answer regarding uh, taking him away from the actual coaching. When did you kind of figure him out? So being around the NFL as long as you had and being, being 
inside the league for as long as you had. When did you kind of figure out, well, that's Bill? <laughs> you know, that's funny because I thought most of us had him figured out when he won those first two Super Bowls, actually the first three Super Bowls with New England. Yeah. Uh, and then came the cheating scandal, the, the spy yeah. game. You know, why did this guy need to have something like that, which, you know, the only word you can use for it is a scandal. And then there was another scandal later on. So I don't think we ever really figured it out because, <laughs> you know, the, um, there's a saying in NASCAR, uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Not trying? <laughs> yeah. And I don't <laughs> think that, that that should apply to any sport. But you have to wonder why Belichick ever thought that, you know, any of that was necessary. So I don't know that we ever figured him out. Um, I do know that when it comes to the dynamic of Brady and Belichick, we figured out Brady, and that never really changed. Barry Wilner, a longtime senior NFL writer for the Associated Press here on the Green Zone, of course, uh, works with the Pro Football Hall of Fame panel as well. Bill will be going in there eventually. But what is next for Bill Belichick? You called this when we did our NFL preview earlier in the season a couple of months ago. You were like, yeah, I think this is it for Bill in New England. I just don't see anywhere forward. So what's next for Bill Belichick in the NFL? I think he's going to get several offers, but it's a pretty crowded field because you have probably Jim Harbaugh, who I think will be the number one candidate almost yeah. anywhere. If you're Michigan, I think you will. You've got Mike Vrabel, who's been a very successful coach and probably will be so elsewhere. And you've got Pete Carroll, who doesn't want to stop coaching. And again, he's you know, even older than Bill by a few months. And you have Belichick, and you have a bunch of younger guys and a bunch of assistant coaches elsewhere who will get looks. So the question becomes, is an owner going to hire and I'll put Carol in this with Belichick, someone in the 70s uh, who doesn't really want to be around for a lengthy rebuilding project, does the team they have have a quarterback or have the uh, availability of getting one in the draft this year uh, that would make the job attractive? Uh, I don't think money is going to matter for either Belichick or Carroll. I think it's going to be also getting a good owner. Remember, Belichick worked for one of the best owners in sports, not just in football, but in sports, in Robert Kraft. And he's going to need to find an owner similar to that. Um, I'm not sure who that owner might be. Will he? Will there be an owner out there that will be willing to give up or allow, I should say, allow Bill to be the GM and coach because he had so much say in what was going on in New England and many people point to the fact of well, that was one of the problems at the end with New England is he had so much say over the personnel. Well, that's been a problem for him for decades. Because if you look through the uh, drafts that uh, he's overseen, they've really been poor in New England. And um, they very rarely hit on high picks. So, um, you know, having Brady around really uh, cured some of those ills. No, I think, <laughs> I'm sorry? I'm just laughing at that, <laughs> how Brady cured the ills. <laughs> Um, I do think that that he will um, get a job as a coach and have some say in personnel. He will not be overseeing personnel. There's um, the two places that really seem to make the most sense are Washington, which has the second pick in the draft and also has new ownership and really needs to change the image of that team. They've been trying the new owners to do so after Daniel Snyder was basically kicked out of the league. And 
The other team's Atlanta, which does have an owner who um, uh, is um, similar to Kraft, and he's a power broker. I don't think that Belichick, wherever he lands, will have anywhere near the say he had, but he will have input into personnel. Well, it's been an interesting 24 hours, of course, now Bill Belichick, but yesterday it was, you know, Nick Saban retires from Alabama. Uh, he's He and Bill are very good friends. And then Pete Carroll, uh, the man Bill replaced in New England. Uh, you have dealt with these men. What was it like to see a Pete move aside in Seattle, despite Pete continuing to be able to win and motivate and be one of the most uh, mobile enthusiastic uh, 72-year-olds you'll ever see on a sideline. Yeah, you really summed him up. Pete's one of my favorite people in football, going all the way back to when he coached the Jets and I was covering the Jets. Um, and I think he can still coach. I think he still wants to coach. Um, his enthusiasm is not really waned. He didn't want to go through a rebuilding process in Seattle. Uh, I think he's going to wind up. I think he might be the top candidate for the Chargers because they have that quarterback. And they do have uh, some talent on that team that was just poorly coached. You ask almost anybody who covers the NFL who is the worst coach in the league, not only this year, but the last few years, it will be Brandon Staley. So, um, that, well, <laughs> I guess you have to put Urban Meyer from what happened back in Jacksonville. He could uh, But, uh, yeah, that was a Hall of Famer, just like Belichick. And uh, I think that if he wants to coach again, and I'm quite sure he does, I think he will land somewhere uh, this upcoming season, too. Okay, Barry, before I let you go, who's winning the Super Bowl in Vegas next month? Oh, jeez. Come on. <laughs> you guys tried to trick me with this the last time I was on. He does this. <laughs> this is his favorite thing, Barry. This is his favorite thing to do. Uh, well, you know what? It's fair now because I said call me when the playoffs begin. Um, I only see four teams that really have a shot, and – uh, I'm actually going to go with the 49ers. Um, I think that as long as they're healthy, that's just the best roster in the league. Uh, Shanahan's a very good coach who has not had as much success as he probably should have in the playoffs. Uh, I just like everything about the Niners. Um, I did mention four teams I thought that could win it. Um, uh, I think Buffalo and Baltimore would be the other two, would be the two in the AFC. And th- this one comes with a total grain of salt from me, maybe a barrel of salt. <laughs> I think the Cowboys have the talent to do it. I just don't think they have the mindset to do it. I, I was like, wow. how hard was that for Barry Wilner, a, a, a New York guy, to, to say maybe the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl? Uh, well, I'm not. I'm a New York guy, but I'm not a New York fan. I grew up as a 49ers fan, so um, <laughs> I got rid of that once I started covering the NFL. Um, before I go, I just want to thank you guys for playing Credence, my all-time favorite uh, band when you uh, open the segment. Oh, well, Absolutely. Barry, thank you so much uh, once again, and uh, enjoy the uh, rest of that uh, Rangers uh, season out there uh, in, in New York. Yeah, well, hopefully they start playing better uh, soon. Thank you. <laughs> There's Barry Wilner uh, here on the Green Zone, a former senior Associated Press NFL writer, did it for over well, darn near 40 years uh, writing in the National Football League with, uh, again, great perspective on the National Football League. More coming up here on the Green Zone this day in sports history. And Cutter Goche, he has finally spoken out on why he doesn't want to play for the Philadelphia Flyers and his DMs, including death threats from Flyers fans after 
the trade. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Hepbridge Farm remembers. On this day in sports history, I can't believe producer Scott Drew Remenda, Britton Gray have not brought this up at all today. On the monumental day, that is January the 11th, 1993. Yes, Monday Night Raw on the WWF uh, debuts, 1993, January the 11th. And sports... Entertainment never television was never the same. Yeah, never the same after that. Now, I know why Britton Gray didn't bring this one up. On this day, January the 11th, 2015. Fourth down and two. Here's one down the sideline. Pass caught by Des Bryant. They're going to mark him inside the one. And a brilliant catch by number 88. After review, it has been determined that the receiver... Did not maintain possession of the football during the process of the time. The ball comes loose, hits the ground. The ball comes loose, hits the ground after like 85 steps, but all right. Yeah, didn't complete the process to the ground for Dennis Bryant in uh, 2015 against the Green Bay Packers. Who do the Cowboys play this weekend on Wild Card Week? Um, I do believe it's a team that's never lost a playoff game at AT&T. Uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers are in Dallas uh, this weekend.